0: Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of Blokeology, evidence-based health, fitness, and lifestyle. My name is Ewan Lawson. Today is going to be a Life Hacks episode with Dr. John Richmond, and we wanted to have a discussion about the ways in which we can go about trying to live a little better. Now, in the past, I've talked about the Healthy Bloke Action Plan, and that covers seven major areas that we can all address. Um, You can download that by visiting uh, blocology.io forward slash journal, and it offers some suggestions for improvements and ways that you can take stock and work out where you need to make your efforts. So we've structured our discussion today around those areas. So that's weight loss, moving, eating well, loneliness, uh, mental health and mental well-being, but particularly we've branched out into productivity a little bit as well today, sleep and alcohol, uh, we've covered all of those in today's episode. So uh, we're just going to crack straight on with that. But the first thing I wanted to say was that the um, the podcast has always been rated as explicit uh, on Apple Podcasts on, and in other places. There is a little bit of swearing in this one. Um, I have to say it all comes from me rather than John, but I am a slightly notorious uh, for swearing, I guess, in real life. I have restricted myself in the podcast by and large, but there are a few that slip out here. Let's crack on. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the seven act- the seven areas in the Healthy Bloke Action Plan, and maybe just a few hacks that have worked for us, and a couple of suggestions, so actually that we can start to think about how to improve things. Because a lot of the stuff in the action plan is about assessing where you are and having a bit of a look at what your priorities are going to be, rather than actually, there are a few tips in there as well. But actually, now starting to think a little bit more about what we are doing, what we do day to day, week to week, to try and improve those areas as well and keep on top of them. So we could run through that. So. Um, that sounds good. I should ask how you are generally before I go any further. I'm good.
1: So I've um, I've started running again. Okay. I think I mentioned one of the last time we talked. I was saying that I'd sort of had a period of not running for about six months because I sort of thought I was going to concentrate on cycling, which I didn't. Ended up not doing, and I really, really missed running. And um, now I'm, we're, my daughter's taken it up again, and we're heading towards a 10k in July, uh, which we am going to do nice and easy um not doing too hard training and it's really pleasant
0: yeah good that's
1: good yeah yeah. definitely i'm definitely happier when i'm running although maybe i'm just it could be just summer it's hard to remember previous years isn't it i
0: mean obviously i know you've been away traveling for a few weeks but the weather has been Mm. absolutely mind-bogglingly good here in england and in britain great i had i can't remember if i saw you i had a week in arisaig up on the west coast of scotland
1: um, well, I saw the picture on the on your blog, um, yeah. blog thing, and that, oh. the picture of the dog with egg in the background. It was lovely. Oh, it was
0: insanely good. I mean, the, the weather was <laughs> it, you, to the extent that we had to get out of the sun. It was too hot You're yeah. on the beach, which is just like unheard. Which is just like you know, it's like that's like a you know, it's a weather event in Scotland yeah. when that happens in Scotland. It's not just a you know, it's not just a blip. It's an you know, it's a it's an event with a capital E. You know, the yeah. meteorologists are taking interest. Um, so ironically yeah. though, I also, I haven't been running so much because I pulled my calf muscle while I was away running <laughs> on the beach. Um, so much for the running on sand thing and I was all right and I was able to it's just hard work on sand. Yeah. I think I just overcooked it actually. And, um, mm. and then I had to, I was all right for a week and then I went out on the fell and I was just on the back of the hill locally and it went again, which was really weird because I'd been running for half mm. an hour and then suddenly got another twinge and so I've been off, mm. I've been taking it very easy since then. But I was out for like nearly an hour day before yesterday, but walking on the road bit and being very careful about walking up the hill and just jogging down the hill. So I'm kind of getting out, but having to take it really easy. But um, I've been out cycling. As you've yeah. been, been doing less cycling, I've been out doing more <laughs> cycling. Yeah. So that's the advantage of mixing up, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's always going yeah. to do something. You can do this, you can do that. But I, I, I do, I do think running's the best. If you can run... I think that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. Um, it doesn't suit everyone, Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, I think for that's... me, anyway, you know, I do like it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, it is, I'm missing it. I'm kind of trying very hard the weather's nice, it's summery, not to get frustrated about it because I'm still able to get out and do a bit mm. and the cycling has been great. I did a really monumentally good cycle at the weekend as well up um, mm. Great Dunfell, which is... Ah, um,
1: oh, I've done that one. I've done it as a sportive. Yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah. a, that's a challenge. Yeah, so
0: I just, I went up there, <laughs> parked at Kirby Stephen and cycled up Great Dunfell um yeah. which is i'd never it's done a nice we,
1: we had a we did it's uh d- was the road open
0: well there was a couple of gates was there go, cars on it there was there was um it was there was one car that was coming back down but there were two gates oh, and so okay. i don't think it was open open
1: no yeah it was just um but it's it's not na- it's quite a narrow road and it's yeah. a fast descent isn't it
0: yes and i was um oh god i was cold it was like single figure temperature mm. even at the top i just yeah, hit yeah. the cloud at yeah. the very top and I was, you yeah. know, my hands were like little claws hanging onto the handlebars. So I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> the brakes. I didn't overdo it on the way down in terms of speed. I was gibbering. Yeah,
1: well, I didn't either, but it's, um, yeah, it, some people were just, just whipped down it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it was nice.
0: Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um, good, so that, yeah, it was good to do that. So the first thing on the list was, um, well, I would just take them in the order that they're on the action plan, I guess. And the first one is, uh, was weight management. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, weight management is a tricky one because if it's all kind of going okay and you're got the you at the weight you want, then it's all about kind of a little bit of monitoring for me and kind of nursing it along. But um, I don't know if you've got any particular hacks or tips around that that you're using at the moment or have used recently. So I'm uh, using calorie, what kind of my
1: calories? So I don't, I'm not, okay. I'm not rigid about it, but um, I'm pretty much staying at the same weight and eat enough calories and when i do a little bit more exercise i eat a little bit more and i just keep it keeping a track in it that way as always i always want to be lighter than i am <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but seriously i've not put on any weight i feel okay clothes still fit so
0: yeah and, okay. and so, do you track all the time john
1: it, well what happens is that i get sick of tracking so i stop tracking and then my weight creeps up until the point where oh my jeans are a bit tight and then i start tracking again and it just goes back down again and then so it's it's yeah. that sort of thing okay and, it, and again over the winter it ten, tends to creep up and i have to pull back over the, the brighter months
0: yeah okay so i i've tracked very intermittently and i'll do it for like maybe a one month a year is kind of what I have been doing in the last two or three years, just to get feel for it. Now, the other thing I noticed, you mentioned you use Wi-Fi scales, don't you? Is that right? Do you have you got like yeah. internet, internet, you know, internet of things? Your your scales yeah. are. I mean, it, your it, scales are enabled, not they?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's nothing more than it just it it, be, it automatically goes into your the the tracking app that you. So I use Lose It. Okay. Um, so a lot of people use, and I did use before Map My Fitness. Is it Map My Fitness? Uh-huh. Uh, which is quite a good tracking app. I, l- I do like Lose It a little bit better, and again, it was just something I picked up of a pod- podcast one time to try it. Yeah, I think the only disadvantage of it is that no one else is on it, so it was quite nice <laughs> with my fitness because I'd get likes from the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done! You've lost a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is quite which is good. You know, it's got that social aspect to it, isn't it? And uh, Lose It, I'm just on my own. Yeah, no, you are just there. <laughs> but I think, but I, I do think the database is a little bit better. It's a bit easier to track your food on it. Okay.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I think you said that before in an earlier but yeah, I've got episode. Yeah, the Wi Fi scale. Sorry. You said yeah. that in an earlier episode. I've got yeah, the Wi
1: Fi scale. Uh, yeah, you, say, you were saying you shouldn't really track it every day. I can't resist it. So I pop on every day. <laughs> I, I, don't, uh, can
0: you, I, I have to admit, I don't think I've weighed myself for over a month. Um, so I've gone a really yeah. long time. And that's partly because I was a little bit heavy last time and I'm a bit scared to go back on, which is the worst possible thing you can do. Because <laughs> I was a bit like, oh, I'll just go out and have a slightly, do a bit more. I've had a slightly busier few weeks of exercise done a little bit more. And I was a bit like, I'll be lighter next time I go on. So it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But I haven't quite worked up the courage to go on because if I'm a bit heavier, I'll be crushed, but it's the worst. I'm I'm an example of the worst possible approach to it because I think what you have to do is you have to know, because once you know, you can take action at the moment, I'm just drifting Mm -hmm. along and not really taking kind of,
1: well, that's that's pretty much what happens to me. So when I, when I stop measuring, Mm. then my weight creeps up. And uh, although uh, I'm going to Japan, so that's where I was for on holiday for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, not tracking at all, felt like we ate loads. I, I don't think I did quite, but at least I'm pretty sure I had ice cream every day. <laughs> <laughs> Came back, I hadn't put any weight on.
0: Yeah. So
1: that was quite interesting. Although I think I probably lost muscle because I wasn't doing as much exercise, yeah. but I was walking 15,000 steps
0: a day, you know, you do a lot more. yeah yeah you're quite active cacking him out, don't you? I think yeah. I know so though I'd put a little so, bit of weight on, I think actually there's a possibility that I hadn't I was actually putting it was lean muscle mass as well it was, it was, yeah. a, it was a little bit of it because i' been i have been doing some weights and getting into some strength training just a little bit. and also I think when I do more cycling, yeah. I think my legs just get bigger, and my thighs do yeah. increase in size compared to like running all winter when they get much leaner, yeah. and the cycling actually bulks up my quads a wee bit. And so it may yeah. have just been actually, a, it may, and there is, at my scales do have a body fat percentage on them, but um, it's not wholly reliable. So I don't really.
1: Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got the body fat percentage thing as well. And I, I kind of think it's not reliable. But then <laughs> I don't know if you ever followed that DC Rainmaker yeah, yeah. guy who's all yeah. So DC Rainmaker does all these apps. And there was a picture of him standing on one of these scales, and his body fat was 7%. And I was thinking, yeah. That probably does represent that he has quite a lot less fat than me
0: because yeah, mine's yeah. like 18%. Yeah, he thing, must been, so. No, you're not that much. Really? You're 18? Yeah. Well, well, I don't know how accurate it is. No, I that must, must be well off. You're not 18%. Okay, I mean, my six, scales read about 10%, 11% as a by and mm-hmm. large. I, 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 I actually I've, have been sad enough, and this is, I suppose this is one weight management hack if you want to get into, is that I actually bought myself a pair of calipers um, mm. So the little body fat calipers, just they were just plastic ones off the internet, cheap as chips, just a few quid. And um you mm. then obviously measure your body fat at like the triceps, uh, you know, a certain point above your hip and wherever else. Yeah. You, and there's you can go on the internet and you plug, you measure the the exact width of the fat and plug it all in. And I did it, and it came out about one percent less than my scales than read. Scale. And yeah, I think that's why right. I it, think then? I suspect my scales read. I'm. I'm I suspect actually looking at my looking at myself I thought that was probably about right that actually I probably yeah. was a percent less than was suggested and I creep up I'm around 11% generally but I think yeah. in reality it's probably more like 10 but yeah yeah I wouldn't yeah. I'm not significant I'm not 8% leaner than you that's for sure so yeah well interesting so I guess um yeah so anyway I think the part of it is that it's not accurate however yeah, yeah.
1: grossly I think there are you know I think I think DC Rainmaker is probably quite a lot thinner than I am
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I've would seen photos of him I don't remember him being looked super lean yeah that's seven re- percent that's yeah.
1: really lean I mean that the- is really lean I mean maybe maybe he um only took
0: pictures of the scales when he was super lean seven percent's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous so I suppose the um I guess the one thing you can say about that body fat and that sort of is that at least you can track trends though can't you you know, so it yeah. may not be absolutely accurate, but you can see if it goes up or down. Yeah. Now, that's always the advantage. And yeah. the same with like, you know, DC, speaking of DC, DC Rainmaker, he looks at things like parameters, obviously for bicycles. They may not be absolutely accurate, but you can almost certainly monitor changes um, if you actually improve or, you know, you lose or you lose. Yeah. So it's quite handy for that, isn't it? Okay, so the next thing and the plan was um, moving more. I think wasn't it healthy exercise, getting active. Uh, The plan goes into stuff, so you know, just step counting. But I think any sort of movement, Mm. exercise stuff, counts here. So, have you been up to anything new, anything different, or what's your? You know, if you had a hack that you something you recommend to somebody, what would it be? So I don't have a hack,
1: but what I do have, I've just I've just bought fitness ball to sit on at work. And ah. I don't know if you do anything about, about that. Swiss so
0: balls. It was, it was, um, say that again. Swiss balls. <laughs> I think they're known as Swiss. They're known as Swiss
1: balls. Swiss balls. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Anyway, of course, there's lots of jokes about it because both yeah, me yeah. and the other guy in my office, we've got a ball each, so we've got a pair of balls <laughs> <laughs> between us. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> and uh, we, um, I, so I just got, I, I, you had to blow it up a little bit, and then I wasn't in the office for a while, and then you sort of fully inflated it once it had got used to being yeah. partially inflated. So, yesterday, and today I've been sitting on it. Anyway, yesterday afternoon, I was sitting on it for about an hour. Bloody hell, my back was really sore, Not, not... I'd been sitting up straight. I think it was, and also my sort of sore muscles were sore as well. I think it okay. was from holding myself on the ball. Yeah, yeah. It was just getting, so There's another guy, um, I mean, what gave us the idea of getting them, was another guy who's got a Swiss ball uh, in the office, uh, in one of the, you know, one of the obviously one of the other offices. And um, he, I, I went up to him and I said, bloody hell, this is hard work. And he said, yep, it sure is. And, and he'd had to sort of build up to being yeah. able to sit on it for, for long periods of time. And he can now balance on it. Ah. Blimey. Pro. Yeah. Well,
0: that's, about, so, that's about, that um, comes um, into the hack category, John, for sure. Swiss balls. It yeah. comes into the hack category, but I don't actually know if it works. Well, that's the thing. I can so tell I you a bit about that. I've only done it two days. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, mm. I was on there. Um, I think I chatted about this with Chris Williamson on the Modern Wisdom podcast, which was out a, couple, a few weeks ago. And um, mm. so it comes under the category of dynamic sitting, doesn't it? And it's, I looked at the evidence for dynamic sitting when I wrote, the health, when I wrote that chapter in The Healthy Writer. And, um, basically the evidence is rubbish there. There's no evidence. They make a, you know, a jot of difference, but, (laughs) but, but I would, the only thing I would say about that is that's because the evidence is largely rubbish. You know, it's just really difficult to Uh do good quality studies. People aren't doing, you know, they're not big enough. They're difficult to monitor do anyway, because how do you control a trial like that in terms of placebo control or yeah. something else? So they're difficult studies to do anyway. But, so there isn't really very good evidence that dynamic sitting makes much difference. But I think I said in the book, it's definitely something I w- would give a go. Yeah, and, you know, just to, to see if it helps you as an individual, because it might well make a difference. And- I mean, at the moment,
1: I think the one thing that's good about it is that I could, like, again, sitting on it today, I could only sit on it for about an hour, and then I had to get up and have a, have a wander about, and went and chatter to someone, which in itself is a good thing to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's <laughs> Well, I think that- <laughs> just because
1: it was so uncomfortable, yeah, because you can't slump on it, you can't, <laughs> that-
0: you can't lean forward. And-
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So one of my, so that kind of my hack would be a kind of actually having had that long chat to Chris last, a few couple of weeks ago on modern wisdom was about actually more about being healthier at work. And actually what I'm trying to do is when I sit Mm. down is put my feet on the floor, which is an incredibly simple Mm. thing to do, but it can can massively alters your posture or alters my posture. Rather than my feet swinging underneath the chair, I try and actually plant them on the floor when I am sitting down. And I've been using my stand-up desk at work a bit more again as well because I fell out the habit for mm. a wee bit. But what I find is important, and I've got a, I have got—I have a Swiss bowl in my room as well, which I have to admit I haven't used for ages, is just actually mixing it up. So a bit of standing, mixing it up. a bit of sitting on the Swiss bowl, a bit of sitting in a normal chair with my feet on the floor, and the variety is really helpful. And then having decent breaks in between is yeah. probably the most useful things to do for that. And you can build up a fair amount of movement that- with that kind of thing and, and it's all about yeah. and i don't know i don't know if you're doing it because you're doing it because of back issues mostly
1: no at all just do, doing it because it seemed like a funky thing
0: to do <laughs> okay fair <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i'm i mean i'm doing it mostly because my i get really i get lower back problems if i don't
1: yeah um so yeah i haven't had any back problems dutchwood and um but that doesn't mean that it's not a good thing to try and avoid it. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I am really – I think the thing that really brings it home to me is I've got my Garmin watch on, which does my step counter. Yeah. Um, so when I'm running, um, of course, I easily meet 10,000 steps a day. When I haven't got to run that day and I'm in the office, it's something like 2,000 steps in a day. Yeah. And Shocking, yeah, isn't it? That, that, mean, that means I've been sitting down a lot.
0: I know I, that step Which thing is fast And certainly they'll have that in the healthy bloke action plan is the measuring the steps thing. And I know it's that big difference. If I go out for a run, I'm out in the fells for an hour, you know, 10,000 steps before I even, you know, headed off to work yeah. practically. Yeah. But, and, the, and the days where I'm really bad is the days I'm working at home. Oh, I mean, I, it's mm-hmm. terrifying. You know, I'm lucky to break into mm-hmm. four figures. I have to make a special effort to get out and actually <laughs> just get over, you know, it's really hideous. Um, and yeah. I, I do remember this. I think there was a TV program on our side in the glut of TV programs you get in the new year, which were all about health mm. related, that there were people then measuring their steps and their, their numbers were like, because I, I, I think I mentioned the plan about doing 10,000 steps, but for some people that's still massively more than you can get anywhere near, because if you're just used to doing 1,000, 1,500 in a day, going up to 10,000 is a massive kick in the ass. Um, and there's almost yeah. more than you're going to tolerate straight away. You've got to kind of build up to that. So um, it's yeah. easy to under it's it's easy. I
1: do quite like that about my Garmin. Mm-hmm. With my Garmin watch, if you don't do if you do if you have a couple of a run of days where you're not doing, uh, ten thousand steps, what, whatever, then it it winds it right back and it says okay, right today do seven and a half thousand. I did so, say it. So I mean, it doesn't wind it, but I've never seen it really less than that. But um, uh-huh. but then once you do reach ten thousand, it says, well, why don't you try eleven and a half? <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> so- <laughs> a hard taskmaster. it is it
1: seems to be gentle but actually it's yeah never really happy just waiting to stick the knife yeah
0: (laughs) all right cool so um what about eating then john any what would you recommend any suggestions hacks so
1: i've uh, i've had a bit of a play around with eating high protein diets to see how it affects my weight and i've been more and less affected by it so A couple, I think, and it depends on other things as well. Depends what else you're doing. Because a couple of years ago, I made a change. I purely made a change in putting my protein up to something like I don't know, thirty percent of my calories in the day. And I read some stuff about my body type that you could, you could, um, you know, it suits me to have sort of fifty percent of calories. And I think that was the other thing is sort of fifty percent of carbohydrate, thirty percent protein, and less than uh, twenty percent fat or 20 or under mm-hmm. that might have been the key thing but the way you know I, just, I remember i just lost a lot of weight quite quickly right that way um um and, and i've tried sort of doing that i've tried more recently in limiting my carbohydrate and that when i when i reduce my carbohydrate i um lose i don't lose weight but i lose fat right so, you know, so it's something, for, you know, so yeah. there's, anyway, so I, I don't really, I'm not giving anybody any great information here, but it was interesting to just play around with the proportions of food rather than necessarily restricting calories. And it does seem to make some sort of difference. But again, it's it's so complicated with so many factors, isn't it? Yeah. It's very, you can't, it's a, it's a study of one.
0: Well, I think, I think um, that is the lesson there though, isn't it? Because I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I do subscribe to the. The, the it is all in the long run it's all about the number of calories you take in it doesn't matter too much where they come from mm. there are, you, you get these individual effects and people you know re- you respond differently and that, that's probably the most that's the biggest lesson is that sometimes it's okay to you've got to, you've, you know as you say it, it is a test of one but then you only really give a toss about that one person
1: <laughs> that's right and they are at the center of the universe after all yeah
0: exactly so i mean <laughs> you, so you know if it works for that one then you know you're you're good, yeah. So you, it doesn't. So really-
1: the the other thing that's been interesting is um, my son. and He's um 23 or something like that. I don't, I've, I don't like to commit to <laughs> actually know what age he is, just uh. in case. But um, he uh, has cut out sugar, so not yeah. com- he hasn't cut out carbohydrates, but he look he's been paying attention to a certain percentage. I haven't actually. I think it's something like if it's more than three percent sugar, he won't eat that food. Yeah. Um as in as in refined sugars. Yeah. Um so and he started at new years and I think by March or April he'd lost I mean he wasn't overweight but he'd lost 7 kilos and now he's really lean. Wow, yeah. And um so that made a big difference to him was just cutting out that refined sugar. Yeah, I think th- I, th- I think it does two things. One is it reduces your calorie intake because you're not going to eat the the the, the the thing that's not really sugary because yeah. it's not on your list of things to eat so
0: yeah 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 i think that's right i think um i think you can lose weight by improving the quality of your diet that's kind of that that's that's probably yeah. re- cutting out that refined crap is doing that isn't it it's Im- massively improving the quality yeah. of what you do take in and so um mm. it makes a big difference in that regard um i haven't i haven't made any mass- massive changes to my diet or anything recently i've been eating a bit few too many crisps probably recently need to Need to cut back <laughs> yeah. again. Go falling off the wagon. So,
1: did you see the program on uh, BBC, which was the truth about carbs? No, I didn't. Which was that? Well, it was so that Doctor Zander, whatever his name is. The, yeah, the one that is twin. Yeah, and um, that was fascinating.
0: Did it really good? What was the so, truth? Um, I did.
1: To be honest, I find, well,
0: uh, I'm a touch overexposed by them in terms of the medical stuff on the BBC, because there's always yeah. there's always something. So I, I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I have to admit. Well,
1: I'm glad I did watch it because, well, I'm mean, glad I did watch it because obviously I'm a little bit obsessed and I'm always looking for some easier <laughs> way where I could perhaps eat ice cream all day yeah, yeah. and lose weight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so it was t- – What was, it was the truth? Talking- there was a lot of stuff. Well, okay, so <laughs> there, was, there was lots of truths. Yeah. But the main thing was to avoid um, p- potatoes – White flour and white rice. Okay, and to pre- preferentially eat um, bread that had been made by um, that, st- with stone stone ground whole wheat. So stone ground means that it's it's not heated up when it's um, okay, so that you don't get any denaturing by heat. Yeah, uh, with the stone ground thing. So, uh, um and if you eat those sorts of fibrous food, far- fibrous carbohydrates, they don't get. Broken down as quickly, they get 3D large bowel, and there are benefits to be seen there in terms of they promote a particular type of bacteria, which I hadn't actually heard of, and don't, it, there wasn't any depth behind that as to what the research was around. Yeah, that. yeah. But you know, I got the fact that you're you're getting a much slower carbohydrate release, and it, and if you eat the stone ground whole wheat bread a bit stale, or Actually, maybe it wasn't stale. But anyway, it, or frozen. Yeah. And then after you've frozen it, you've toasted it, you get even more of these um, c- complex carbohydrates. What the fuck? Hey? So
0: you're th- what about that? <laughs> so you're saying... You have-
1: so it's like, what was so great about it was he was describing my life and I was like going, yes, get in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, you have to freeze your bread and then toast it.
1: So I, so I make my own bread. So I always make yeah, two yeah. loaves. freeze one and then that lasts me the week i've got what so it's like you know yes
0: (laughs) yeah i I might have to exercise some skepticism about the freezing and then toasting kind of real world clinical consequences but however i do like the uh, the general advice of not to eat white carbohydrates is pretty damn good isn't it yeah carbohydrates which have been and it's just the whole refined thing isn't it once you once you start Mm. refining and you take all the good there's no there's nothing good about refining in terms of almost anything it just takes the goodness out of everything it's a-
1: apart, apart from presumably, it gives you a, a much faster sugar rush, so yeah. there's an immediate gain.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you're yeah, absolutely, if you're desperate for you know, so the one if you're desperate to raise your blood glucose in the next ten minutes, then something white's good. <laughs> but if you after after, after those ten minutes, you're screwed. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you won't get forever, and <laughs> you die young. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and there was so there was lots of little bits and pieces, it. but another thing was some research from UCLAN. So the Department okay. of Physiology uh-huh. in ukland and they stuck Doctor Zander on an exercise bike, and it looked like a really hard half hour that he had to do, and he had to do it twice, two days apart. Uh-huh. And um, he, he was given a drink uh, to he just he had to swish it in his mouth and then spit it out. So, given one particular drink on the first one, and another. Um, drink mm. of the other one so he wasn't consuming anything yeah, yeah. purely putting it in his mouth have you heard, the, heard oh, about I've seen it? the
0: study yeah go on yeah
1: <laughs> and um, and his, his results were uh, and, and the second drink was a sugary drink
0: yeah he yeah. must have been able
1: to tell that's the other thing it was like one was water one was a sugary drink so anyway <laughs> it's <was> like boom <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know he wasn't taking in the calories and yeah. he had an 8, 8% increase in his yeah. power output, and he went six hundred meters more in that half an hour, yeah, are you going to tell me that this is a study of about five people?
0: no 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 i think i've seen a f- no i no. no, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to agree i've seen a few papers i've I've seen a couple of papers at least I think which that show that mouth rinsing with a carbohydrate increases it reduce increases your time to fatigue um, and improve, yeah. improves your power output and because I think yeah. there' there so, was one particularly around that it was related to Ramadan, I think actually we were just past Ramadan. Now, as we record this, uh, yeah, and actually, then I so of course, then people, you know, people who are fasting, um, you know, they actually then can feel can feel better and less fatigue just by mouth rinsing. Um, and I don't know if that was. Mm. I think it was related to Ramadan. I don't think that's a you know, I presume Ramadan have rules and all sorts, don't they? And I certainly don't know what they are. Yeah, but there, I've seen a few studies that have shown that mouth rinsing effect. That's, and I think mm. uh, there, uh, there's a, I think there's really sound logic for it in that there's a lot of fatigue that you get related to running, particularly in longer events, is central. It's not actually to do with the fact that your muscles are knackered. It's something going on in your brain. Um, you know, and I forget yeah. which bit of the brain it is that's doing that. Um, but there's a, there's a central governor mechanism, which is actually controlling how long you can keep going for And it's saying Mm. you're, which makes sense because it's like basically your brain's going. You're really tired. You're completely screwed. You have to stop doing this. You are killing yourself.
1: (laughs) You You know, if you've got a choice, I think you should stop. Yeah, for the
0: love of God, (laughs) give it up. You need to stop. You're really tired. You're exhausted. If you do any more of this, you're going to die, and and so your brain is constantly shouting, especially as I've got no calories and I need fuel. And as soon as you get that kind of obviously, it fires off some kind of receptors and it affects that central fatiguing thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I'm a bit yeah. So it's, a, it's a, yeah. I've certainly seen that. I've seen I've seen at least a couple of studies I think which shown that. So it's an interesting one. So um, yeah, there you go. So if you really, I'm not and sure. the what Final we- thing from that program. So yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about this
1: program now. That's so the right. final thing from that was that it um, went to visit a, a, a couple that were a G, both GPs, and they've developed some sort of diet that is um, that they had eight people on the show take part in for two weeks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, but but the apparently the RCGP are about to put out as a um a thing for doctors to recommend to their patients. So the, there must be some right more than eight patients. <laughs> yeah. back, as,
0: back yes, yes, you'd it. like to think that the Royal College of GPS has taken has not just gone on the the BBC's half baked. A <laughs> baked effort. That, that's I don't what- think so. I
1: know. I think, and I think this guy, this GP, these, this GP couple, they've been doing it with their practice for okay.
0: years. So I don't know what that is at, at all. Then actually, I'll try and look it out and stick yeah. it in the show notes.
1: And and it is. I'm pretty sure it's to do with um, avoiding those because uh, it, it was in the context what he was talking about these um, refined carbohydrates. So it was about re- avoiding refined carbohydrates. And they had one of this guy's um, patients' testimonial saying that he. would Followed this guy, the guy's diet, and he ha- had been diabetic and was no longer, mm. so he had been type 2 yeah, and yeah. was no longer.
0: He was pre-diabetic yeah. now. It wasn't a miracle but cure but could, for you know, type 1. Backwards. No. <laughs> I yeah, I, I mean, I think any diet, if you can lose <laughs> weight, then yeah, absolutely, your type 2 will sort you out. It um, will sort out type 2, rather. Yeah, yeah, by and large. Yeah. But the um, yeah, I, I find that's these true. programs a bit hard. Those li- this little studies and experiments they do, they're so sort of gimmicky. I find those quite hard to watch, and because they are, and,
1: it, and also, you sort of think, you sort of think, I, I, I want to know why that is. Yeah. I don't just want to be told it is. Yeah, they're just, they're really <laughs> a kind
0: of, they, they really, they're, they're, sl- for me, they, they're a slight affront to proper science in that it just it reduces yeah. it to a kind of a TV, um, a magazine reality tv you know reality tv kind of experience but the uh, you're spoiling it for me you're spoiling it (laughs) (laughs) the one looking at the fatiguing actually is not so bad because you are going to do small numbers for that and that one has a little bit more you know it is okay n equals one is a reasonable way to look at something like that um it isn't so bad um okay well cool well well, i've not got much (laughs) to say on the uh, the book i've picked up recently is um how not to die um, which is all about diet and really sort of massively evidence based. So um, I'll talk about that next time. I think maybe um, okay. and all the evidence yeah. around that. Okay, cool. So um, well, the other there's four things, but they're kind of like in terms of life hacks: the movement, the weight, and eating are massive, aren't they? But the next one's loneliness. But um, I'm not sure no. how the hell to what hacks I recommend for this. But have you got anything you would suggest? I I think um, so. I, when I was
1: just contemplated this in terms of things that i recommend for my patients of course i recommend the five ways to well-being mm-hmm. and one of those is to connect with people yeah and the other one is to take notice which is another thing that we're probably going to talk about as well just related to mental health mm. and the five ways to well-being is all about improving mental health but um i think some of the uh, loneliness thing and the hack around it is to is to actually take notice of when you are interacting with people and valuing that. Yeah. Um, that you're not, a, you know, just to, because it, 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 as with all negative thoughts, you know, it's very easy to have them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you do have to, you have to, the hack is to sort of see, uh, well, and talking about take notice, one of the things that I ask um, my patients to do is write down three good things at the end of the day. Okay um which is a psychological mm. trick that was in that book fifty nine seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Richard Wiseman.
1: Uh yeah, Richard Wiseman. And that does two things. Um and I think it was Richard Wiseman said it's it's like the Tetris effect. So when you play lots of Tetris, you end up seeing the blocks everywhere around you. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you, know, you could slot that in there. And um it's like with this with this three good things. Is that when you're um When you write down three good things, and they don't have to be anything amazing. It can just be, uh, you know, it was a sunny day or or it was, you know, whatever. It it can be quite minor as long as it's on the positive side. Um, That makes you reflect on the day. So you reflect on the day and think, well, it wasn't all bad. Mm. And one of those things might be taking notice of the fact that you had to go to the shop and you had to interact with someone. And, you know, at least, you know, I, I talked to that person, you know, actually seeing that you've done that. And then it also sets you up for the next day when you are then approaching the day thinking I've got to write three good things that happen. So yeah. it flips your it flips your view of the way around that way as well. So yeah. I think yeah. So some of the loneliness thing is obviously if you're going to be in your like, like my dad's in in his house a lot of the time. He's 92 now. Doesn't get out very much, and um, you know loneliness is a thing that he struggles with and so he, uh, he he's set up things so that he has to go out, you know, so yeah. he's got to go, got to go and do things and interact with people and, yeah, and, and reflect on the fact that he is man. And I, when I have conversations with him, he's telling me about these things. So again, there's some reflection about it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, the gratitude yeah. is probably, I did, I, and I that had occurred to me that the gratitude diary log thing might be a really good way to tackle loneliness. So it's just recognizing when you do have connections with people and, um, Mm-hmm. and actually just you know i say not missing those and being aware of them it's really really useful there's there's tons of evidence yeah. to say there's not tons of evidence there's some quite good evidence around the gratitude diary stuff isn't there i think it was yeah californian psychologists eminem mcculloch who kind of looked at this first and found all these positive health benefits and i know there have been psychology researchers since in particular that have looked at it and you know translating into some genuinely better physical health measures and improved outcomes because it can probably reduce stress, reduce anxiety, help improve sleep, other things. So um really powerful little hack if you've not if people are not doing it already yeah. that gratitude diaries are incredibly useful. So um that leads us yeah. into um mental health and um things we can do about that. I was kind of the one thing I was going to suggest for this was it's not strictly mental health but it was relates to something I was chatting to with Chris uh, on that podcast recently It was about multitasking. And I think one of the things mm. I said to him was that multitasking was for Muppets. And um, <laughs> I, again, I've, and because I, I certainly in my last six months of my life and work is that I've made a massive effort to actually concentrate on one thing at a time and not to get mm. distracted and to have better focus and to really put myself into single tasking. And I think that has been incredibly good mm. for my mental health in terms of my anxiety and my stress levels because i no longer mm. have this persistent or i've reduced that persistent feeling of always being overwhelmed and never having of having too much in my head and not been able to concentrate on anything and i get a feeling of genuine well-being from concentrating on something and focusing on it for a period of time and getting into some proper deep work and which reminds me of the book yeah. and one of the reasons i did that was because of the book deep work which is written by cal newport and it's possibly one of my most recommended books i think that i tell people right, about okay. it can make a huge difference in terms of he's an academic and he's just got a system for he puts out some of the evidence and then for single tasking rather than multitasking and then suggests strategies mm. to go about doing it and that i think is incredibly powerful to improve and certainly has helped my mental health you could argue it's a productivity thing i suppose rather than mental health but i think one of the benefits yeah one of the benefits has been more about just reducing that sort of anxiety around having too many things to do and too many inputs mm. all the time
1: because I think I think you're like me. I don't like to tie with the same brush, but leaving things to the last minute, of course, is a way of of single tasking, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, so I I think yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just probably making that up. You know, the, the, I used to worry about the fact that I left things to the last minute, but actually, you know, it works. So
0: yeah. Um, no, I think you're probably right. That deadline thing is the um, it's like the old. Douglas Adams quote about it loves deadlines that the sound the sound they make is the whoosh by the, <laughs> the uh, but I think you're absolutely right it does once you get to that deadline and you know you have to do that a day you have to focus and you do then get into the deep yeah. work with it but it's, so it's trying to yeah. it's trying to find ways to do that before you get to that stage because the deadline in itself it's, mm. it's very satisfying that, when you meet a deadline
1: well and, it's it's about setting it, yeah and it's about setting a deadline that's in you know and you have to put a self. How I do it now is put a self and deadline. That's a couple of days before it has yeah, to yeah. actually
0: be done. I know it's always fake, yeah. though. That's but, the problem. You know those deadlines are fake. They. That I find. I'm
1: a lot better than that now. Okay, I can still, I can slightly suspend the will to disbelieve about them now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> yeah. That's quite good. I have got better actually at planning ahead, and I'm using. Well, I suppose my other hack was is an app. I'm using Things now on my Mac, which is an app. Uh, which is a is to-do that app. good. Yeah, it, it's damn expensive. But um, it has been really good. Mm. And I've been very good at sorting out projects and areas and breaking things down and actually working out rather and being very specific about each task in a given project mm. and putting time aside mm. for it.
1: So now you come to my, my big revelation about task management, which is getting things done, which I know I've spoken yeah, yeah. about before. And um, again, it, it, it's a, it's a, a whole system of organizing your life around the idea that uh, you do things in particular contexts. So you have lists, not of things to do they're as long as your arm, but they're split up into things you can do at home, things you can do at work. So uh-huh. you're only ever looking at a limited number of things. And the other thing is that you don't, you you gather stuff together in terms of things that you have to do, for processing at a later date, so that you don't get bogged down in every email, you just you look at the email, you think, "Well, that's going to be an action that I'm going to have to do." So you're creating an action for some later date. Yeah, and put it on one of these contextual lists, or put it in your diary for the day it has to be done. Yeah, and um, that ends up being overwhelming. <laughs> Because So does it doesn't okay. so, so
0: doesn't work for you. So you so okay. well it
1: doesn't work, but it's like it's like anything, isn't it? I didn't it's like, you say it that. actually <laughs> Yeah, it actually takes a couple of years to get the system to work for you. Because one of the things with the system is that you can actually you can collect everything, every thought that you have, you can go, okay. I'll write that down. I'll write that down and I'll put it in my yeah, system. Yeah. So I think when I when I first started using it, I had something like sixty projects that I managed to create. God, and of course that's just yeah, that's a disaster, isn't it? And it was completely did my head in. I was just in a mess, and so I sat down with my wife Jackie, and she said, "Come on, let's look at that," because she actually is organized, and said, "Right, okay, this project here. Have you got any control over this? No. (laughs) Well." (laughs) Do <laughs> get rid of it then. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that cut it, that cut down to about, I think I cut down to about 20 at that stage, which felt wonderful. Yeah. And now I've got, I think, probably about 10, and that's quite a lot at the moment. So I, I can usually get down to sort of, well, in fact, I've got 10, but probably only a couple of them are just on hold. Yeah. So I don't actually have to do anything with them. Um, and so I've only got a couple of active projects and, you know, that's good. And the other I, thing that I do is that I... um i I set myself up with uh a vision and mission statement of my own, yeah, with a series of core values that were you know, so I worked out my core values, yeah, and now I try and keep my projects yeah to those yeah yeah. You know, so so that it limits it so if i so if i come across yeah. something which is not one of those things i just go that's you know, that's not for me
0: yeah so it's just, it just reduces that shiny bauble kind of syndrome there where you, exactly. something comes along yeah, and you think okay. oh I'll just you know and you just get distracted of course and you mm. look back at whether it matches your set of core values and your vision and your mission yeah Cool. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm, I'm to be honest, it's a bit, and it, it's very corporate in that regard. And I know that you've used that in the past. It is very but, corporate. But, and but, it's,
1: of course, getting things done is American. So, yeah, and it comes yeah. from that corporate background, but it's just a system. Yeah. Yeah. Just like any other.
0: Well, and no one's embarrassed about old, it in America. So. It's only in Britain that we start getting <laughs> all cringy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm completely sold on it. And yeah, I you've been at it. That's been years been well. 10 years. You've been GTDing it for yeah. about 10, 10 years or so. It's been a long time, hasn't it?
1: I think it's. I think it's been since about two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Yeah, it's a long time.
0: Yeah, I've, my system in terms of general work in that regard is uh, uses a lot of aspects that I recognise from getting things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm an inbox zero guy, and I have been for like maybe yeah, five, too. six, seven years now. And mm. if it gets done, and I think the GTD thing is, if it can be answered in ten seconds, it gets answered immediately, and then archived mm. and out of the inbox. And mm-hmm. if it can't be done straight away, I take it out and um, put it on my list of things to do. And then the key is, put it the, yeah, the key oh, yeah. is not to work out of your inbox ever. You go in, you get the work, you get out yeah. again, and you never have your inbox open. Yeah. And it still amazes me at the university yeah. that the ad- I feel also for the admin staff. I mean, the academics, they've, uh, I've got no sympathy for them because they've got control over their lives. And so if, mm. they're not, if they haven't worked out how to do it, then I've you know more fool them. But um, it's the admin staff I feel really bad for because they they sit there and they're expected to answer emails immediately. There's this culture that actually an email shouldn't go unanswered for a couple of hours, and that means Mm. that they sit there with their inboxes open and getting constantly distracted by new emails pinging in, all that sort Mm. of stuff. Well,
1: I think a really good hack is to, and I've got because I'm new at work, I haven't done it yet, but I've done it in the past. Is to switch off those notifications that come off. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, it pings up and tells you you've got a new email. Yeah,
0: it's no excuse Switch for it. them.
1: You must switch them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think just, you know, if you if you just do your head. I
0: think off. if you you know, there's a kind of there's a basic email kind of management. If you're not doing that already, you're you know, that's a, that's a massive instant win. I, I have to say, mm. I don't even look at email on my university computer. It's not on there. I don't. I haven't. I've mm. no, i don't open Outlook. Um, it's on my other. It's my own computer, and I just open it up when I need it. So there, there's no mm. chance of me getting a notification because the app's not even open so mm, that's a really good idea um outlook does have outlook is nice and you it's got an offline facility as well so you can turn it offline so when i do use it for my university email i go in it's offline i know it's offline when i get in there i can get any work if there's an archive and i need to dig out a document i can without looking at any other work and um you can then when you want the emails, you just stick it online and I turn it offline again immediately answer all the emails mm. and that's it And i very try very hard mm. to avoid um email ping pong as well which turns into a kind of an instant yeah. messaging thing. And I use, um, I suppose that's another yeah. hack is when I use Gmail, I use boomerang for Gmail, which you can get. Um, I don't know that. Yeah. You can get it for free and it does all sorts of different things. It can do stuff like it can make an, you can send a reply and it can make a, say you're trying to get a sale or something. You can send a reply. And if you haven't heard back from someone within a couple of days, it will ping it back in your inbox. But what I almost entirely use it for is it's mm-hmm. send later function. So, And if I'm, I'm I know that someone's likely to be at their desk, I send them an email, I'll deliberately send it four hours later. So there's no chance of me getting an instant response (laughs) and getting it because otherwise you get an instant response. Yeah. You have to reply immediately. So it's like, that's it. I'll send it. And so they all go out in a couple of hours time. So you don't get, you don't get immediate replies because you then, you then get into this, (laughs) you then get into this kind of email ping pong and I hate it. Um, And it's just a massive time suck. (laughs) So just, <laughs> anyway listen, us loads, loads of we, we shall we'll have to get into productivity i think it's all
1: very relevant to mental health
0: well i think it because i think uh, yeah. that
1: distraction and not focusing in on your work like today i actually got some work done and um, mm. and that is quite rare yeah you know, and i think it must be <laughs> like that for everybody yeah you know you, you, get, you get you know something comes up and you go and do something else blah 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 wow. and you never get that yeah. solid hour hour
0: and a half to actually sit down and Crack yeah. something out. You, you feel, I know, it promotes well-being when you do. You get into that deep work. Mm, it, and yeah. it reduces stress, that kind mm. of pervasive modern anxiety about having constant inputs. Mm-hmm. I think it's very worthwhile. Mm. I'm very protective about it. Like no email, but I don't look at my email before. Lunch as a general rule. Mm. And that morning is, yeah, I knew you did that. is mine to look at. Um, I'm, I'm, mm. you know, I make exceptions sometimes if I'm away the next day or if I've just come back from holiday, I will just get in and clear my inbox so that it's done. Yeah. But by and large, I, I'm very protective of it um okay cool so the other we've got number six and seven i'm not sure there's to be too much to say about seven but six is sleep um yeah. and kind of hacks for sleep uh, i mean i'm not sure too much about hacks i mean all the, the the really obvious hacks are all the sleep hygiene stuff and if you're not leaving your phone yeah. out of your bedroom and you're kind of not watching tv and other things you, you Oh, i've got a question for you oh yeah so do is a kindle bad for you in terms of your sleep thing wow well, The only thing I say is I'm not so sure the blue light thing is a problem anyway. I'm not sure there's really great evidence about the blue light from screens full stop mm. i mean i've, I've looked around about i think there is a little bit but i'm not sure it's massive and i do and one of the things i suggest is the app um flux or f f dot lux yeah so you, you mentioned that yeah, yeah so it just changes the color scheme on my mac and it gives me a nice and, and i know that ios like apple devices do this as well And i'm sure android do the same they already yeah. change the color scheme slightly to these sort of warmer orange hues and glows yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know if that works, but what it certainly does is reminds me that it's late and I shouldn't be looking Time at to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be looking at a screen anymore. So but yeah. it serves that function. Um, i mm. I think that I have a paper white Kindle and Yeah, I do. I find that when I turn it down at night it doesn't I don't I don't feel that I get any effect from it keeping me awake. No. I mean, I think if, I read- if it's an
1: exciting book, I'll stay awake, yeah. and if it's a boring book, I go to yeah, sleep. Yeah,
0: I, I get the same effect yeah. as I get when I'm reading a book that I will be reading. You know, when I've read when I've read the same paragraph three times and it hasn't gone in, <laughs> it's okay. time to roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and and that yeah. you know that's a that's a that's, a, that's no fail technique that is. So once I get to that stage, you just I just roll over and I'm gone, um, yeah. and that's my preferred preferred option
1: so i've, I've been um, talking to someone recently about sleep and it, one of the things i said to him you know you're not going to get eight hours of sleep unless you're in your bed
0: for eight hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it's a lot of sleep stuff's common sense It's stuff your granny would tell you
1: yeah and um you know i think a lot of people do struggle to stay in bed
0: yeah it's hard. You know, they it's get hard.
1: really agitated, and your, your mind's going, and things like that. And you know, one of the things that's useful to have that from that point of view is a bit of meditation technique, isn't it? Yeah, it's okay. that ability to rest your rest your attention on your breathing. Yeah, and you know, everybody gets distracted, and um, it's just bringing it back to the breathing again you know so it's yeah it's a good little technique it's a isn't use, it? useful skill yeah.
0: yeah i mean i haven't done much of the meditation stuff i know you've done more like with uh, i've dabbled mm-hmm. in this more than i have but i've done a little bit of yoga in that even just that i can uh, think of a couple of little simple things which is just working from your toes to your head think consciously yeah. thinking about every muscle and relaxing it you actually yeah. discover, you, it, what it, you discover you have got think, tension in areas you didn't expect
1: i, I think um I, i've done the headspace stuff and uh, andy be I don't quite know how to pronounce his last name. Uh-huh. Um, what he talks about is that it's about being present, and um, it's practicing being present. And yeah. th- those thoughts where you just you're just spinning away in your head. You know, I can't get I can't get to sleep, or you're thinking about what happened during the day. You're wondering what's happening about the next day. Those are just that, that's just not being present. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. being away. Yeah. And um, I th- I think the thing with you know, working up your toes and all that sort of thing. All of those are just exercises in resting your attention, yeah, on things that are happening right now, yeah, rather than on things from the past or the future.
0: Yeah, I've, not, I've got the Headspace app on my phone and have yet to do anything with it at all. But do you do you yeah. still use it now, or you used it quite a lot in the past? Uh, yeah, so I did it
1: pr- probably daily for. No, I think I got it. <laughs> if you do uh, like a month, you get an extra day or something. you know, there's yeah. some sort of, there's a reward scheme okay. and I managed to do everything apart from the year. And I think I got, I got up to about 325 and ended up missing. it. It was like, ah, oh, no. I'd <laughs> really, yeah, really <laughs> i
0: really, really messed up your me. mindfulness. Yeah. yeah, it really killed me.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and I haven't done it for a while and I keep on trying to get back into it. It is a extremely difficult thing to do to actually put 20 minutes aside when you're not doing anything, yeah. when you're g- g- giving yourself the permission to not do anything,
0: yeah,
1: and that is that is really hard. You know, meditating it's a, itself it's is a, it's, it's a good point. But It's I, not exactly hard. It's not exactly hard because all you're doing is do nothing, and yeah, yeah. it is. But it is hard to learn the technique of. And, and I think the more you do it, the worse you get at it. It feels like it's one of those yeah. things. And and when I have a break for a while and I actually sit down and meditate oh, it's, it's really good. I think, oh, actually, I've, I've got this. And then the next day, I'm just rubbish, again, my mind's
0: all over the place. Yeah. And it's practice, isn't it? It's a skill. I mean, there's a couple of things. It I would, is practice. A it's a thing, skill. A couple of things yeah. I would say is this, this seems to be really good evidence for mindfulness, you know, in terms of your mental health, sleep, a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all there, isn't it? It's, um, and it's it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost painfully in vogue in terms of the medical profession and even medical education yeah. and stuff, like you know that we've the yeah. involvement we both have with that, oh, it's, it's everywhere that we should be teaching medical yeah. students how to be mindful. And it, mm-hmm. so it's, it is painfully, um, it's painfully tr- on um, message at the moment. Um, the other thing yeah. I would say is was uh, I always think of something that um, Joanna Penn says, which is that if you can't find ten minutes to meditate, then you need to find thirty minutes. Is that yeah, you, yeah. that actually? If you if you can't find that ten, then you're really in trouble, and you should probably be probably doing a lot more. Um, and I think I probably I could find the time. It's like anything; you could easily give up ten minutes of telly. Then- oh, it's so hard,
1: though. It's so it's not, it's not not giving up the telly. Yeah, it's don't the mean? it's the social interaction, yeah. and you know you act because you have to be away. And I, I mean, I think that's yeah, okay. another thing is like you have to find a place that's quiet, and you're not going to be interrupted. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah, not easy. I'm lucky, I've got a big house and all the kids are left home, so I go yeah. up in the top room. But yeah, i It's not, it's not <laughs> I'm so easy. It's
0: not easy. Yeah, three kids in a parking, yeah, and,
1: and it's not even being interrupted. It's
0: being, it's hearing a noise and thinking, "Oh, yeah, I'm about yeah. to be interrupted." Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm. but well it's worth, hard. well worth the effort. I'm gonna, I think I might give, I, I, might I give, think so, headspace yeah. another. I mean, I, I,
1: I think the other thing that I do now, I, I, again about self-reflection, is like, you know, if I go for a run. Mm. Do count that as meditation because i am concentrating yeah. on my running and uh if i go for although not con- not consistently but then of course i'm not consistently concentrating when i'm meditating either oh, so yeah. i kind of think oh no it is it's is, it's is the same and um i when I do my yoga i count that as meditation and because again i'm concentrating on what i'm doing i'm trying yeah. to concentrate on my breath more than anything else and and of course again my mind wanders but that's yeah. that's the mind for you yeah
0: um, I'm on a train journey tomorrow. I might try and spend ten minutes with my eyes closed, just doing a bit of mindfulness. It might be a good, yeah. Might be a good opportunity that that kind of thing. So if you've got a daily commute, yeah. you'd have thought there's always an opportunity. The danger is fall asleep and miss your stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I I have done it on. It's just not quite as good. Yeah. Um, when you you know with people around you, you feel a bit awkward and yeah, yeah, of um, course, yeah. I, do people know I'm meditating? <laughs> I don't know. And you've got to breathe it. You've got to breathe. A particular well with that with the Headspace one, there's a this you take pretty much sort of five okay. big bits in your mouth and out, you know. Okay, so yeah. there's you, you can look a little bit you get a bit self conscious. Yeah, yeah. These, but again,
0: that's 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 you know, yeah, that's actually the challenge, isn't it? So, yeah. um, so there's a, one book I might recommend is there's a book mindfulness for runners. If bit, it's called or it might be called mindful running, by uh, Mackenzie. I want to say Harvey, but I think it's actually Havy. I'll put a link in the show mm-hmm. notes because I, I agree. I think a, a lot of my running is the benefit is um, is being mindful during it, yeah. and actually you yeah. kind of you are living in the you you're in the present moment much more than mm-hmm. than you are. Anyways, and it was actually one of the discussions I had about the research around technology with a researcher about this, Andy Cottrell, was that some of the problems with technology is it stops you being in the moment um, it, when yeah. you're running because you're busy, you're looking at your watch every. Every ten seconds. Yeah. Actually, interestingly, one of the things that I was usually I get very in the moments. The time goes very quickly when I'm cycling, and I was cycling up um, when I was cycling up uh, Great Dunfell Fell at the weekend. There's a nightmare scenario with those snow poles. This and this every single so the snow poles are numbered. They're about what ten meters apart, and then they're, yeah. they're numbered for three hundred and forty down to zero. <laughs> and so it's Im- it's impossible not to look at every single one as you go by i was having a, just like i
1: still got oh my god i've still go. got 320 319 <laughs> shit
0: 318 <laughs> I, and it completely ruined me because usually i get into a climb you could just get into it you know think about your breathing it was it was really it was it really damaged my enjoyment of the cycle hmm. and it's funny how and i think a watch can do that technology sometimes and so kind of going yeah, out yeah. if you want to be a bit more mindful running sometimes leaving the technology behind can be helpful yeah. i think yeah um Okay, so I re- well, Ooh. John, I think we've uh, the, the last area. But I'm not sure we need to do too much on this. Was um, alcohol? Alcohol. Gosh, yeah. I'm not sure what I can say. Really, don't drink. It's bad for you. Yeah,
1: it's bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do you any good. Yeah. It seems like a laugh, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not- <laughs> so I stopped drinking for a year. I, I thought yeah. I'm going to never go. It's, yeah. So I did a year. I did a New Year's resolution: not going to drink any alcohol. Okay. And um, it wasn't that hard. Uh, like I've done, yeah. I've given up other things before, so giving up chocolate was a lot harder. Okay, and um, I gave up caffeine as well. And uh-huh. I, so if I think of anything, well, actually, I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels like caffeine caffeine would be more difficult to give up again. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so I gave up alcohol for a year, and I think one of the things that I got from it was that I didn't feel very interesting at parties anymore. Yeah. And also by about half past 10, everyone else was just talking rubbish and I just wanted to go home to my bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, You know, so that it, it, I became aware that actually when I'm drunk, I'll be talking rubbish as well yeah. like that. And it's just, you're just saying the same thing over and over again in a sort of excited kind of a way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the, the social consequences are increased awareness about how you are or whether that's actually a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. It, it, I think the range is, it, 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 you, you, I mean, there's a clearly a risk with not drinking any alcohol. If you don't have, you, you can become more socially isolated. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, clearly a lot of, as we both know from our work, substance misuse, alcohol. You know, any most people drink too much, and those who drink really too much do unbelievable damage to themselves. Yeah, and, and, it, and, it,
1: and it is, it, it it gets a grip of them. Yeah, yeah, bad. <laughs> and that's it's a frightening thing. Interestingly, so, I haven't, I've haven't,
0: I haven't, I have not deliberately given up alcohol, but I, and I had a pint last week, which was the first alcohol. And I, 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 I didn't even realize I'd done this. It was the first drink I'd had since la- the previous October. Um, <laughs> okay. So I'd gone, I'd gone eight <laughs> months and I hadn't noticed I hadn't drunk any alcohol. Um, yeah. So it's just not part of my life at all, really, as a, as a regular mm-hmm. habit. Um, and I suppose yeah, so wait,
1: I think, go
0: on. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, that's probably the main thing. It's just kind of, it's habitual alcohol drinking that you're getting nothing from you really want to perhaps you need to reflect people should i would encourage people to reflect on um
1: and it's like with old drugs if you do less of it it works better
0: <laughs> yeah yeah when you do have a drink it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> the problem it works the way with alcohol slightly with me so like i do have a drink now i feel so terrible and noticeably even with a couple of pints yeah. the next day it puts, it, day, it, yeah. it puts me off having I don't feel, I don't feel tempted to have more again. I feel even less inclined Mm. to. So I suspect as I get older and older, I'll drink less and less and less. Mm -hmm. I think is probably the way I'm going to go. Yeah. So it's not on that happy note. The one thing I did want to say was kind of the social consequences. The sleep thing. Um, I don't. Have you have you ever indulged in the um, early morning rising productivity? Must get up early kind of sleep. Kind of the the, yes. The kind of Um, miracle morning kind of. Approach. Yeah, I
1: mean, I've been reflecting on that, well, talking to Jackie about that recently, because I've always imagined myself as a lark. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's, I don't, I think that, I feel like I get, you know, I'm, I function best in the morning. But when I think, but there's sort of, so there's various things that have happened recently. If the alarm's not put on, I, and I always say Jackie's a, you know, she's a sleeper in her. Okay. But <laughs> if the alarm's on, I don't have to do anything. It's, it's me that sleeps in. <laughs> and actually, my best time for going for a run is about 11 a.m. Yeah, so yeah. actually, the, no, probably more. No, probably. And I do like to stay up late. Yeah, I <laughs> see. So all, all these years I've been thinking I'm a I'm a early morning guy and get up and get going and yeah, get things done, which I do like. I do like that. Yeah. Um, and I like getting up early for a cycle in the morning, get it out of the way, and yeah. you know sets you up for the, and for a run. You get it sets you up for the rest of the day. But um, but actually, I think I'm fighting myself. Yeah, it's a cognitive
0: dissonance there that it's not actually that's not <laughs> you at all. My only thing about it is is that kind of the miracle morning thing is a lot of people say this as a hack to be more productive and get up early. But there's my old mm. the big thing, and I'm going to write a post about this. Is it's the, it's the you have to losing sleep is a, the best possible way to completely screw yourself up. And so the, the only up, way yeah. you can make it work is by going to your bed early. It's not so much as yeah. a miracle morning as a miracle early night. As, <laughs> yeah. That's what where I think. you, really you go over work and go to bed. Yeah, you absolutely, you cannot stay up to the same time <laughs> yeah. and get up at 5am yeah. and not expect to be completely screwed inside of a week. If you normally yeah. get up at seven or eight or whatever it is. Mm. So I kind of, that's always been my thing that I've never seen that. Ri- I've never, I never see that written down anywhere. And maybe the, maybe the miracle. I've not read the Miracle Morning book or looked at that kind of program. Maybe that does say that that it's the key is to losing sleep is a disaster um, mm. for productivity. Well, there's a
1: there's a long there's a big myth about it, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. The Margaret Thatcher's yeah and yeah exactly Donald Trump and all that thing and Reagan and Reagan and Margaret Thatcher of course, also all they both got really bad Alzheimer's didn't they? So <laughs> yeah. dementia and there's a link.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's, yeah, losing callable, sleep. But, but yeah, of course. But there's a, there's definitely a link to. Um, general poor health outcomes of that same mm. thing anyway that was by the by i just wanted to th- chuck that in as we were uh, um yeah, yeah. finish off uh john we will stop there thank you so okay. much and um we'll do it again soon okay well thanks for listening you can find the full show notes at www.blockology.io uh, you can also sign up for the newsletter, the Journal of Blokeology at wwwblocologyio forward slash journal. Sign up and I'll make sure that I send you the Healthy Bloke Action Plan. It would be enormously helpful if you've enjoyed the show, if you've got anything out of it, if you could pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or just leave a rating, that would be incredibly helpful. And any feedback is very welcome. And so you can leave comments, send email, or make contact via Twitter, Facebook, and the usual social media channels, all of which can be found at blocology.io. Thanks again.